You're listening to Raising Anchor, a Rhode Island FC podcast. We're glad you're here. Hello, and welcome to Raising Anchor, your podcast and source for all things Rhode Island FC. I'm your host, Matt Entrican, and with me, as always, is the amazing co-host, Jason Carey. Jason, how are you doing? Doing pretty good, buddy. How about yourself? I cannot complain. We are moving and grooving and just marching forward to that 2024 season. We've been getting all those ticket updates for season member purchases and getting the seat sections uh, kind of set up to pick our seats. You and I have a battle strategy that we put in place. I mean, we'll have already gotten our seats by the time people hear this, um, but I'm, I'm just really excited. Yeah, I can't, uh, I'm, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. Do you, uh, do you think we picked good seats, knowing that I know you haven't seen where those seats are? I'm going to say they're the best seats. The best. I mean, there's not a bad seat in the house, yeah, right? I, I can't imagine there's a bad place to sit in, yeah. in a stadium. I, I will be honest. We I wanted to splash out for the, like, not the super bougie seats, but I wanted to get the back, like, seats, the, the chairs, like the full-on seats. But knowing how much, like, in the first year I'll save and the fact that we had got a few extra tickets because, you know, we've got partners that will maybe on occasion show up or maybe not like they're not in love with the idea that we're dedicating lots of our, our time and effort into this club <laughs> right now. What was going to be just a, a Saturday occasional Saturday attendance has now become a Tuesday night notes, Thursday night pod, Saturday night attendance kind of situation. So um, I can only imagine how many games they, they say, Hey, you just, you boys go do your own thing. They chose this lifestyle. <laughs> I don't know if they knew what they were getting into. I mean, you put a ring on yours already, so she's trapped. Uh, mine still has a, an opportunity to get out if she wants to. So, um, but no, I'm, I'm really excited about what we did. Um, you know, I, I think it's going to be fun. We're going to be able to see Defiance do their thing from afar. Uh, just we couldn't we couldn't jump into the. We're just we don't we're just not there, right? And, and you'll find out, I think, in the rest of the interview today that we cover. It makes sense for us to be where we want to be and, and just support defiance from afar and then maybe do some cross chance like when they when they ask for something about like Tottenham, right? Like we'll we'll answer back in kind. So <laughs> Yeah. Um I'm I'm down to support those guys, but I don't think we're we're those type of people who are going to be the like in the supporter section every game. No, yeah, I, I it, gosh, I feel like it's like back in my day. I mean, I, there was a time when I when I sat in supporters groups, and like you know, that time has has passed for me. I mean, especially too, if we're we're gonna talk about the games here, I mean, I'd have to go back and actually sit down and rewatch the game. <laughs> if we spent a spent a whole game, you know, hanging out with those guys, chanting, singing, like it, it's it can be hard to kind of you know talk to about a game from an analytical standpoint. And then also like have a good time like that. I I agree, and I was actually even thinking when we when we started when we started talking about our professionalism, I realized that that kind of meant that no more getting like blackout drunk in the parking lot before a game. Like we uh, we're gonna have to really scale that back. Oh man, we can't get blitzed and then challenge random people to street soccer afterwards. <laughs> only only when in the game like really matters, and we've taken like very accurate notes ahead of time, right? 
But I, but no, seriously, like, I mean, that's what this podcast means to us is that the days of showing up, opening a, a 30 pack and passing beers around and inviting people into your lives, like we'll still hang out there, but maybe it'll be a bottle of water or, uh, or, or Brett Johnson. It'll be a, a athletic brewery, non-alcoholic <laughs> beer, you know? <laughs> Don't we have interns to do this or something? Oh, we're not that big yet. We're not that big. I am Maybe curi- one day. <laughs> I hope. I, I, I am really curious to, to see if another podcast starts up in direct competition with us at one point because having done some research now on our podcast family in the USL, you know, there's a couple of clubs that have multiple extensions. There's a couple of clubs that actually have like an official affiliated podcast, which that one interests me the most is like would our would rhode island fc do that to us now that we've put all this work and effort like are we gonna have to compete with the club itself yeah i don't know that would be that would be interesting maybe they're just like ah, oh, these guys constantly throwing shade <laughs> <laughs> we try to be fair and balanced and they just you know they're saying oh like this is this is not we, we have to take matters into our own hands um but no like i nothing in that space yet but I'll, you know and if it happens like Okay, fine. Competition always is competition, but um, but again, looking into the space that exists, it's been really interesting to kind of start to understand more about the league, more about the the uh, clubs themselves, and the podcast family. It, it, I've been learning a lot, and we hope to bring on some of our podcast brothers and sisters in the near future, uh, so that our listeners can also kind of get some juicy bits and pieces of information that maybe we aren't at that level to deliver it because we're still learning along with the listeners about the club yeah it'd be great too to talk to other people who are you know into soccer as much as we are want to have the interest to grow the sport and kind of share their love of it with other people agreed agreed so listeners can uh can stay tuned for that but in more immediate news and what's going on in the here and now and uh recently you and i attended the hope street festival um in uh obviously on hope street yeah. <laughs> uh near downtown and uh you know it was really interesting one we, we were looking to see if an rf rfc tent would be there they didn't have one um which is okay like no big deal they can't be at every event but they did there was a new england revolution uh tent there and so we went over as like undercover incognito we don't know anything about soccer uh as a sport fans and just started talking to the 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 guys that were over there, what were what were kind of because I have a thought, but I'm curious if you had the same one. What was your impression of that? Um, I mean, the thing is, when we started talking to the guy, and got to kind of know him better. Don't burn him out. I got to burn. I don't even remember his name. I'm not gonna talk. Like <laughs> it was beep. <laughs> it was clear that the guy like had other motives, and he wasn't honestly like legitimately. He kind of wasn't that into soccer. Oh, you can say it. He specific. I mean, he was, he was really smart for what he was attempting to do, but it just kind of shows you what what that club faces. He wants to join the Patriots organization in any capacity possible, and he's using the Gateway Craft connection to try to supplement moving into the Patriots org by starting at the like. And again, it's almost like the Revolution are this feeder system for the wrong kind of thing when it comes to like operational talent in your in your front offices um and and like he was so upfront and so cavalier about just sharing that like oh yeah like i couldn't name all the players on our starting 11 i'm not really into soccer uh get me as close as i can to to that patriot's office and and that's where i want to go and like again i appreciate his candor 
at the same time, like, is that what you, is that really what you tell people as you're trying to grow what you're responsible to, to showcase? And then, you know, and then he gave us swag. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I shouldn't, but there's this weird thing where I, I'll admit, I guess I hold a double standard for like, certain industries. And soccer is one of those where, like, if you're working in for a soccer organization, like, I want you to be into the sport. I want you to be excited and, yo, did you see that match? Did you see we just signed a 15-year-old kid or something? Like, you know what I mean? I don't want you to just show up and do your job, <laughs> which in this day and age, I, I can understand, you know, people doing. But for for something, sports, especially where... You know, I don't know what that guy's making, but realistically, like, I but don't... he's at least making what you would make. And oh man, I'm gonna insult someone making sandwiches at Subway or, uh, you know, cleaning bathrooms at a, a school, like whatever, whatever that entry level you want to say is is your derogatory compensation target. I, that person's either making that or more. And I'll tell you, I don't remember how I don't remember his age, but. If you could tell me I could make $10 flipping burgers working French fry oil or I could make $10 talking about soccer and travel around. Oh, sign me up for soccer every time. Yeah. I'm not even making $10 on this podcast with you. Are you making $10? <laughs> not that I'm aware of. I don't <laughs> so that guy, has, that guy has a better opportunity to talk soccer and get paid. He's in a better position than we are right now. Yeah, I, you know, like I said, I'll admit it is a double standard that I that I have and hold people to. I just, I would like to, when I meet people who work in a soccer organization, I would like to feel that energy that they have. Yeah, and I, and I think our club, I think Rhode Island FC has done a pretty good job of that so far for the people we've met. They're very passionate and they, they, they speak their truths and they acknowledge what they are and what they're not. And so I agree. But I bring all of that up because I just want to flex because as we started walking around, again, it was not planned, but we had a couple of stickers with us. And anytime we saw anyone in any soccer gear, whether it was Revs or I think I saw more Liverpool fans than should be allowed. I, I know that the state has a lot of Liverpool like supporter groups uh, or at least supporters of their supporter group. But I, I saw this one Revs fan and he was decked out in the full kit, hat and everything. And I just walked past him and I was like, hey, man. Are you a, are you a local of Rhode Island? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I am. And I said, cool. Are you gonna listen? Or are you gonna listen? Are you gonna watch uh, the new local club, uh, Rhode Island FC, when they start? And he's like, oh yeah, no, I'm I'm totally I totally want to check that out. And I just did this. I did the pitch. Right? I was like, hey man, we're raising anchor. He's like, oh yeah, no, I just listened to episode two, and we went on a Saturday, so episode two had just dropped that Friday. This guy had already listened to both episodes, and if that doesn't sustain you, Jason. To continue this effort. We know we've met one person who at least was a fan. Don't know his name. Didn't take the time because he looked like he had to get places. But sir, thank you. <laughs> you you continue to sustain us as we, we do this podcast. We have, we have one proven fan outside of our immediate family and friends. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, we just keep growing it from here, Jay. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, you know, it, it it's nice to see that... Uh, people are liking the product that we're doing and whoa well people i said person you got person you gotta scale that keep those expectations okay, yeah, I, low. Forgot, I forgot i can't count family <laughs> <laughs> oh too good so um so i just i had to share that story and, and to that listener we really appreciate your fandom in all seriousness thanks for thanks for sharing and it really meant the world to us so 
Uh, getting into the kind of the, what we want to cover today, one, we have part two of the interview with Defiance 1636 to go over. So sorry that we kept you guys on kind of a to-be-continued uh, cliffhanger on the last episode. We didn't mean to do that to you, but we wanted to make sure the episodes stay kind of in that not too long of a, of a break in terms of time run. Um, so we're going to cover that. And then we have a couple other pieces of news that we want to share before we jump into that. And I think the first thing that is going to be really exciting, and since this is going to be a little dated by the time it happens, I'll be really curious if we got our predictions right here. But um, we know that Coach Kano was out in the wild. Uh, he was traveling in Ireland. Um, he was attending Irish Premier League games, specifically looking at his Instagram and kind of what was covering there. He was covering uh, a focus on the Shamrock Rovers, Bohemians, and St. Patrick's Athletic. And before we dive into that, can we just agree that Bohemians is a rad name? I didn't know they were a club, and that's up there in like one of the top like at least thirty club names you can possibly have for uh, for a soccer team. Yeah, they're uh, pretty cool, and uh, I think it was the northern part of Dublin. And so I I just showing you too this they have this really cool Bob Marley jersey. It's actually to commemorate his last outdoor concert was actually at their stadium. Really? By the way, you're wearing Irish colors tonight. You're talking about Irish stuff. This is a little premeditated here. I don't know if you did that on purpose, but was well an accident. Done. I just, you know. No, that's that's really cool. And I did see the kit. I, I thought it was really cool. It's not as cool as the USL Indy 11 corncob kit, <laughs> which for listeners, if you remember when we shared about the Orange County Orange Peels and Slices kit, that one is a dim candle compared to the brilliance and brightness that is this corn cob kit if you ever want to give someone a like a joke gift uh that's the that's the thing to get them so find their shirt size and order them an indy 11 corn cob kit and you just need to go on the socials and and just go look at this it's beautiful it's everything it's corn you just you have, you have to get it <gasps> Maybe one of the uh, Southwest teams will have like a rival Elote jersey. <laughs> oh my gosh. That would be great. Just the next one's got the Cheeto dust and like the mayo. Oh my God. <laughs> San Antonio, get on that stat. Oh man, that is, that's one, that's brilliant. And two, it's making me hungry for some Elote. So yeah, so anyways, but so the Bob Marley kit, I agree that looked really rad. Um, but the reason we're bringing this up is specifically to focus on Bohemians. Jason and I have a, a theory at this point that in Coach's travels, he definitely hit up three or four clubs um, in terms of looking at products uh, inside the Irish Premier League. Uh, he started with Shamrock Rovers, which is the current champions. Um, and when we started doing some research about the club itself, it's really hard to kind of narrow down because 90% of the players in Shamrock Rovers are on free agency at the end of the year. Like, their contracts all expire. So... Um, or they've, they've gone into free agency now to be picked up. So it's really difficult to understand who he may have made a grab for. So what we did notice, though, is that he went to two or even three Bohemian games in that same composition. So we started thinking that maybe Bohemian is actually the more strategic place that he was looking for a player. It gets really difficult, though, right? Because we don't know anything about the team yet. We've heard rumors that maybe there's a couple of players already like mapped out and contracts are in the process or loans are being offered to pick up as part of the spine of what Coach wants to build. Obviously, he needs to have that going at this point because we're getting into the point where tryouts have to be coming soon. So it's really hard to kind of go down the list on what Coach might be looking for in a, in a 
in a pickup, especially when we need to focus on free agencies. But we believe that there might be four or five pro, um, prospects that he could be looking at. So do you want to kind of run the listeners down on some of them and I'll pick up where you leave off? We've got a few players here. Um, we're thinking maybe John O'Sullivan, who's a midfield, right midfielder, 29, came up in Blackburn. Jonathan Afolabi, a center forward, 23 starter, Irish-Nigerian, came up through Southampton system. I hope that this is like, and I mean, I know, like it, it, right away it's the attacker, right? I I really hope that if he was picking up anyone on this list, this is the guy because he's young. He has a he has a massive upswing in terms of talent. He came up in what was at the time when like at that age one of the Premier League's you know academies. Um, I know that Southampton has fallen on some less than stellar times. Fallen on some hard times, but a lot of that is because they've been farmed out. Right, by all they the big gave teams. all the clubs all of their talent. Which yeah, exactly. And so like, but like I like the I like the age on this one. Um, Again, not knowing what Coach wants. So sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I, yeah, I just no, wanted no, to make and, sure that we talked about I that I think one. that's a good point, actually, if we think about this too. The first ever player to sign to a contract for RISC, like that's going to be a big marquee thing, right? So you're not going to be like, here's our third street goalkeeper. <laughs> you know, no offense to they have a job to play, but you're going to probably want a flashy, high-profile, like probably attacking player that you want to sign first to be like to get the fan base excited. Agreed. And this guy is playing like 78% of the minutes for the club right now, so he's definitely in the starting rotation. Um, he is someone who, I think when we looked at transfer market, because this is you have to use some of these systems to get this information, I think he had the highest evaluation in terms of immediate uh, contract offerings. On the upscale, he can be worth you know into the millions of dollars if someone were to purchase him from Rhode Island FC. But again, because he's a free agent, we don't have to work through those uh, machinations. But, you know, again, but I do agree with you that whoever the first player signed is, they either have to have like roots in New England, they have to be a sensational splash in terms of like the talent acquisition. So maybe someone even bigger than the Irish Premier League, or it has to be someone that it's it's the spine of the team. Like this is a four-year, five-year product that we are investing in, and like this is going to be the face of the organization. So and you know, that's just the announcement strategy, right? There are some other players. So who else do we have on the list? All right. Also, we've got uh, James Clark here. He's a central midfielder, 22. Um, Declan McDade, left midfielder, 27. Oh, a little Scottish action. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try my best with this la- this next name. Um, Ali Kute. Left- I was, I was going to say Kuti. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to, trying to say this guy's got cooties? I was going to make the joke. I'm glad that you were more professional than me. <laughs> uh, left winger, 25, rotational player from Dundee United. Um, and Luke Dennison, goalkeeper, 26. Now, the Luke Dennison one is interesting, and we added it because he's not technically in free agency, but he is the only American on the club. And we've learned that there are some international mechanics that need to be called out i don't think coach would go abroad to find an american to bring back but when you look at kind of if he needs something that he sees luke is currently the third string goalkeeper like you made the joke a minute ago so he's probably not getting playing time but if if coach thinks that there's a more advanced level there in what the irish premier league is offering than say usl like i could see him wanting to bring that talent in and not take up um whatever the like, we need to learn more about it but those those mechanics around international 
um, roster accumulation spots. So yeah, like like you said, uh, thinking that probably free agency is what we're looking at, but I don't know if there's going to be any splash out here. I don't. The think, I don't is, think we are. They're I, just they're not really transparent with a lot of that stuff. Right. I don't. I don't think he went there to acquire a a player that he has to purchase i think and if it was i don't think it would come from the irish premier league i think he spent the time they have something in their system that they want to plug in and you know when again when you look at the prospects that we listed they're all midfielders or an attacking or attacking players there wasn't a single defender because i believe that we bring up domestic players normally and like we'll find americans that can fit those roles so my guess is we signed someone i i feel i i really feel like we already picked one of these lads up um, and then we'll see them, you know, joining the team at some point. And if we got this wrong, that's the beauty of speculation is we're allowed to be wrong because we're just curious about it, right? It's the same way. We don't know what happened to Bruce Arena. We don't know <laughs> if he got locked in a in a, a basement somewhere and was put on a really long timeout for saying, you know, that someone's wife was fat or if he dropped a really racist comment. Like, nobody knows. Do you know? <laughs> no. What do you, what do you think Bruce did say, though, in all, in all seriousness? Do you think he went racist like old boomer man or do you think he, like, because I've, I've met Bruce. He says his mind. He does not have a filter, but he's not, he's, I've never seen or heard of him, like, doing something of that nature before my guess is he said something really insulting to someone that was higher up than him and they got offended but that's just my theory i i i would never put money on it because i'm sure he could go the other direction what do you think i don't know the man i i've walked by him and said hi he seemed friendly based on his age from his his you know his generation i don't think he considering how many he's been playing with like players from all around the world i don't think he said anything malicious i think it was probably ignorant that he just was he probably said something that you know maybe was not a great thing to say but there was no malicious intent in it i think it was probably just you know what if he did like thought into what he was the doing, wwe but. generation x suck it <laughs> and he just did it to like i don't know i don't even know who he did it to but like what if he just did like he just dropped that like cross twice on his crotch and then he, he climbed up um hell on a cell and <laughs> Came flying down with the chair. You know, I could see Bruce Arena actually doing that. More so than any of the other kind of rumors that have been going around, which have gotten people in trouble, which is why we will double down and say we don't know what it was. And I think yeah, we by, no by this point, it'll have been announced. Because if, if it gets to this date's episode, which I think is September 8th for this one, that would have meant that he was in, like, timeout for two months for a club like that's going into like the final leg of the season like that maybe they're just seeing how well they're doing <laughs> well, I, I, I mean it's league cup currently when we're recording so yeah so and they just got knocked season. out so but hey okay we're not, again we don't we don't talk we've talked about the reps too much tonight see we got to focus back in um rafc bro <laughs> for life uh rifc tid that's that's how it goes from now on right um awesome well hey what's going on in the league how how is my train gang doing <laughs> do i even want to know because um, i do know <laughs> and it's not good yeah i'm not doing so well um i mean i i don't have a lot of great news to report about rio grande valley either so you know did you get blown out five zero with a hat trick from one player <laughs> with a five back line no. Oh, that didn't just... happen to you? Because that happened to me with El Paso Locomotive. <gasps> Put your hex on them, didn't oh you? Oh, my gosh. I'm glad I'm putting it on this club and not Rhode Island FC. Like, just, just get it all out of my system. Shake it off. Yeah. Yep. All out of my system. I'm going to burn 
every sock I own, like <laughs> I don't do like seventeen go, go Olympias. Into the ne- go into the next season cleansed. Oh know, yeah, yeah. Purified. I'm gonna go see a shaman, a fortune. T- like I, I'm so sorry that I did with this, and they can't figure out. They keep asking themselves on their socials and their podcasts, like what is going on in their club. They don't know that I became a fan. <laughs> this is this is my fault. Don't you put that evil on me. <laughs> I may stay a fan on the books for El Paso to just not bring that over to our club. Nice. All right. Uh, so let's look here at the Eastern Conference. At the top, we got Pittsburgh Riverhounds, followed by Charleston Battery, Tampa Bay Rowdies, Memphis 901, Louisville City FC, Indy 11, Birmingham Legion, and FC Tulsa. Wait, Hartford, who's, who got, did someone get knocked out? Um, Some was in. Wait, who? Someone well, that rotated was Miami FC, maybe in there. I don't know. I wasn't paying that much attention to who. Uh, Indy Eleven was at the bottom. Uh, they're at six now. So yeah, they jumped someone. I, I was only tracking at that very last line. I, again, the parody, like uh, like you can jump multiple spots because they were eight, so they yeah, jumped two in one I, game. I'm I'm not. I'm just reading the positions. There's not a lot of points sometimes. Right between these right. these teams. So uh, out west, we have San Antonio FC up top, Sacramento Republic FC right behind them, uh, Oakland Roots, Orange County SC, San Diego Loyal, Colorado Springs Switchbacks, Phoenix Rising FC, and then rounding out the eighth spot is El Paso Locomotive. Hanging on by a thread. Yep. Um, There is a four-point gap between... El Paso and New Mexico. However, New Mexico does have a game in hand. And then Rio Grande Valley in 10th. Listen, if I if I looked at anything for this club, they went on, I think, 12 games of winning, and they're at nine games, uh, nine consecutive games of losing. So they just got to get to 12 games lost, and then everything will be balanced out. They can get back to that winning. So they've got three more losses probably on their way. Yeah, just got to balance out their feng shui. You know? Exactly. Although I will say... If we do go see a game this year outside of that, I do want to go see El Paso play Hartford, which I think is coming up at the end of this month, which means that listeners hearing this, this will have already happened. So I think you and I need to go down, check out a game, see, like, if they're going to beat a team, it's <laughs> going to be Hartford, right? <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, give, give me some reassurance there. Like, oh, yeah. look me in my, okay. I mean, look, at, look, at, look at their position. <laughs> <the> table. <laughs> Uh, and then, you know, go get some New Haven pizza and then get the heck back out of that state. I, I think that we should go do that. Yeah. All right. I'm down. Sweet. Listeners, uh, we'll let you know how that happened. So with that being read out, uh, I think it's time to move back into to part two of our Defiant 1636 interview. Uh, really excited to bring the conclusion of our conversation with Irvin and Joe. Uh, and so at this moment in time, I think we can just say sit back and uh, enjoy the rest of the conversation at Kraft Burger and Beer in Pawtucket. All right, and welcome back to part two of our supporters group interview with the Defiant 1636 with Irvin and Joe here at Kraft Burgers Beer and Beer in Pawtucket. So, Joe, Irvin, last time we were talking, we were asking a bunch of questions around how the sport was evolving in Rhode Island and what your role to play in that would be. But I think something we haven't asked you yet is how has the community received you so far? And what feedback have you guys received from, from those groups? So we've actually 
have gotten a good response from some people. Like uh, a good, no, I'm not saying 100%, but I'll, I'll say a good portion of the people that we've uh, contacted, communicated with, have been very supportive of what we're doing. A lot of people are just excited that someone did it. Oh, that's pretty cool that what you guys are doing. Uh, some people don't know who they are, who we are and just figured it, figured it out. And like, oh, that's what you guys do. So we're, uh, we're right now where we have a lot of local businesses that are waving our flags at their bars, at their uh, food trucks, um, at their uh, at their establishment, basically. So a few few to name crafts is one of them for sure. Um, Los Los Munchies here in Pawtucket, which is a uh, Puerto Rican uh, food truck. If you pass by their parking lot, the flag's waving right there. The American, uh, the German American Association. What do you recommend from Los Munchies? What's uh, the go-to the wings, item? The wings. The wings. Okay. The wings. The ribs. Listeners, you and know then, that? Uh, the Puerto Rican sandwich that they have right there. Ah, la gran besasías, pero you got you got to do it. Like honestly, it's good food. It's good food. If you want that like that Spanish food, you're gonna go there. Los Munchies. Bueno. I interrupted. So yeah, no, no, what, what other places? <laughs> and then like and then of course like if you go to the uh, German American Association, they have their flag right next to their supporter flag. So they've been very uh, kind. So we do have a few places. Uh, same thing with the uh, Parentes. They're waving our flag as well in their place. So one thing I think you might be either excluding or or just slip of the tongue, but I actually have been going to West Shore Coffee. And I've yep. seen your stickers all over the place. I saw your flag the other day. We snuck one of our own logos for the podcast right next to it without permission. Hopefully, they don't uh, <laughs> track us down. I and think that ban that's us. fine because if, if they if they mention us, they'll be like, "That's our boys. Don't leave it alone. Leave it alone." <laughs> but I was, but yeah, I was shocked. Yeah. I, I went in like, "Oh, you guys are are you guys like supporting? Is West Shore going to be the coffee of choice?" And of course, I should also preface West Shore in no way is sponsoring this podcast. West Shore, if you want to sponsor this podcast, let's talk. We are and, uh, fueled by caffeine. Oh, so coffee every day. <laughs> I think a lot. I also have a, a Volkswagen van, so like let's let's there connect. You go. Let's connect. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no. So I, I I've seen you guys organically in in the wild, uh, and it's been really impressive. I, it's almost like a geotagging if or geocaching if yeah. you've ever done that, where it's like, where can I find my next Defiant sticker? So that's been really impressive. Um, is there a place that you feel like you haven't been able to cover yet? Is there a community you really want to focus or deep dive into uh, to spread the gospel of, of I say, I would say we haven't hit anything in downtown uh, Providence, which is what we really want to. We actually are um, in contact with the president of the Liverpool supporter group here in Rhode Island, so maybe Murphy's Bar downtown. But we don't want to you know, uh, bother them or like step in any toes because that's their area. Another place that we've don't you don't want, want a West Side Story snap. Yeah, yeah. right. Well, I mean, they've Street they've switch. been all but kind to us. They even invited us to their uh, Liverpool watch party event that they do, like where they like raffled off. They had like this whole block party event where they closed down this entire street just for Liverpool fans. So they did invite us. They they wanted us there, and they have one of our flags. So hopefully, they we if we can convince them, like, hey, put it in Murphy's, man. Like we're more than happy, and then uh, maybe we can work out with them to be another local business that we can add to the list of people that we. Uh, that we support, but there are a few places that we definitely uh, want to hit uh, more further down. We, we'll hit Barrington, we'll hit like uh, Newport, Cumberland. We'll hit a couple places, but in due time, you know, it does take it does take a lot. We need to research to make sure that they are soccer friendly. If they are even want, they even want us here, because I mean, there's not a lot of places that want soccer anything. 
So when a listener gets your sticker, don't just tell them to slap it on the first thing that they feel is appropriate. No, slap it on anything. Honestly, if you take one of our stickers, you're going to slap it. I have had slapped it on a Ripta bus already, and I, I don't think they have noticed. I've slapped it on Ripta buses. I've slapped it on bus stops. I've slapped it on, like... What's what's the pinnacle slap on for a sticker? Because I feel like it's like a Dell's lemonade car, you know, like one of the one of the soft serve. If you stations. go to the Narragansett Brewery and slap a sticker there and take a picture of it, I'm going to give you money. <laughs> like I'll I'll do something. I'll, I'll I'll give you something. I'll give you like a free shirt. But that, so if you can do that, by all means, just, just show should, it. should we should we put that bounty out for listeners? I mean, too? do it by all means. Okay, like, you'll, so all right, you know what? If anybody, it's like so. If you take one of our stickers and you slap it in certain in certain places, we'll we'll hook you up with like a discount code. So, listeners, if you can put a sticker on the top of the Superman building in downtown Providence, <laughs> if you put one there, I will personally give you a flag and a shirt. There you free. go. That's at least $50 on top of the works. Superman building. Yeah. Okay. And you have Let's to take see. a picture. <laughs> like you have to show it. If you Photoshop, I'll oh, know. I know graphic design, so don't 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 mess it. So, uh, so in all seriousness, um, but the feedback has been positive. Correct. Yes. Uh, the feedback has been phenomenal. The people that are coming to our Instagram page or Twitter page have been very much like, oh, this is pretty cool. Our programs, uh, we just rolled them out, but we, uh, we've already seen a couple of people that are interested in doing it. Uh, besides the, the little, um, you know, the little people that don't like have a problem with, you know, with the group that translates from hating the the, the team um which is like this minute thing that doesn't even exist um yeah we, we've been pretty it's been pretty good we've been we've been loving it so the community's received you that's great is there any is there any kind of feelings or sentiment that has been constructive that you you've taken as as a message to do differently uh not differently more so like so it, it's it's either it goes both ways it's either you guys keep doing what you're doing you guys are doing great or it's that like one percent and you can barely even call them one percent uh that are saying that we shouldn't even exist in the first place so but those are the people that hate soccer they hate taxes in Pawtucket. they hate their lives those aren't people that want to see progress of any kind like Progress I can give you a name. Do you want it? Those, <laughs> those are you know the who people, you are. Those are the they people that literally, and I think I've mentioned this before on the pod, have the sticker, I never leave Rhode Island, and they're proud of it. Right? <laughs> it's on the back of their car. And yeah, and so I, I, I hear you. Yeah, I you. And we're yeah. not going to spend any energy or effort defending to the people that don't believe progress for the sake of progress. No, not worth it. Yeah, so... As we head into the 2024 season, inaugural season, um, what would you guys say your biggest priorities are going like through this home stretch? As we head into this 2024 opening season, it's going to be huge, really. That's the first we're a shiny new toy. Everybody's wanna gonna want to come here with a new soccer team. It's going to be something new to do on a Saturday night or so. So, what our job is. As I said, being at Bryant may not ideal for some people, but what we can do as a supporter group is create an enjoyable experience and one that provides. Because the thing with Bryant is, it's a it's a small stadium, so it's really easy for the atmosphere to be much more intimate than it would otherwise. So that's our job to show that this is something worth coming back to that once someone comes here we want to keep them coming back 
And the good thing about us is we pretty much have two kind of, um, it feels like we're going to have two opening seasons with uh, 2025 when the Tidewater Stadium opens. So it really feels like we're going to have two, you know, big opening seasons. So can I ask a question around, I'm really curious, and I, I will save as a teaser for later in the year when we get to touch base with you guys again. Um, but I'm really curious, how do you plan on setting up? So you had mentioned the bar that you'll start your, your home night, your home games at. Um, but like, will there be a supporters group section that's going to be like kind of in front of the stadium as people walk in? Like, what do you envision that experience to be to, uh, excite and solicit people to join the defiance? So our plan since the beginning is we're all going to meet up at the home bar and then maybe 20 minutes before kickoff, 30 minutes before kickoff, so everybody gets their ticket scan and all that stuff. We're going to do a march, and we're going to try doing this every single home game. We're definitely doing it game day one. And you'll know we exist when that first day, because we already said we're going to have drums, we're going to have our snares, trumpets, trombones, we're going to have a battle flags flying, we're going to have a big banner of who we are, La Barra Bahia, uh, and we're, you're basically going to know who we are. For the listeners that don't speak, Anything but the Queen's English. <laughs> so, what so, is Bada Bahia? So it basically translates the uh, the Bada of the Bay. Is ba- no Bada is one of the words you can say for a supporter group, really. Yeah. And Bahia is Bahia is the just means bay. Just means bay. So where the ocean say, you know, like, and of course that also gives a little. Because uh, we live near the bay, we live near the ocean. Yeah. Save the bay. If everybody's seen that, uh, you know, organizations before. Okay, not sponsored by them. Not sponsored by them. No, profit. But great memories from yeah. when I was. You in want the, to sponsor us when I was in school. Bay. So, but like, yeah. So, like, that's basically that's what that translates uh, to. And uh, thank you for correcting me because sometimes I screw that up. Uh, but yeah, that's basically what you're gonna see. You're gonna see us with the smokes already in hand. You're gonna see us with flares uh, outside the stadium, not inside the stadium. And then once we're sitting in our section, once we're in, you're going to see us jumping up and down, hitting the drums, just singing these uh, these chants. You're definitely going to see me starting up the chants. And of course, our goal is to just let people start the chants organically. Because in the end of the day, this group is not just for me, Joe, and the rest of the board. It's for the people that are sitting in our section. It's for you guys. So if you guys want to start a chant, by all means, I'm not going to stop you. So are the chants going to be something that is sanctioned or approved from the club? Or is it going to be like, because I, and, and, and you guys are laughing for those listening as I'm sitting here, they're, they're smiling, which I have no idea what their next answer will be. But I do know that there are some clubs that manufacture their chants to encompass the entire stadium. So a really good recent example that I learned of was Los Angeles uh, Football Club. They they teleprompt all of their chants so that that way, because the, the screens are actually behind their supporters group. Um, I forget the name of it right now. Um, 3252. 3252, yeah. thank you. And so they can't even see it. But when they, they either have their timed windows to start that chant for the bigger stadium uh, efforts or just in general, if they start one, the production crew at the stadium will throw up that chant. So it's like I equivalent it as a sing-along where that little bouncing ball hits the words. And and it's worked. It, the, the intensity and sound of that place 
is you know second to none right now in the MLS, in my opinion. Um, so curious, is there a partnership or an approval for that? Or will this be an internal organic and it will very much be a defy Defy the odds, defy the expectations, and remain a defiance thing. So we 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 do have a plan for that. We um, we know that the first year, no one's gonna know our, our chants, no one's gonna know our songs. So we do we do have the uh, in the arsenal, arsenal. Like uh, we have uh, simple chants. We have dale. We have like the simple dale dale dale, and then the team name R Rodi or something like that. So we don't know yet. Though, yeah, right? we don't know yet. Okay. We don't know how it's going to okay. go yet. But Listeners, you know, do you depending... want it to be Rodi? Do you want it to be RIFC? Do you want it to be or like Kohan? people say like Dale 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 <laughs> Rhode Island clap clap and then like Dale. So like we have that one in our in our state, and we've tried it uh, at little college and it works. And then everybody has already kind of did that RI clap clap FC. So they've done that already. So that's already been like a very easy one. But then we also have our ones where we want to. We want to have our chance where it's like very much like a long sing along, you know, like that karaoke where people like, hey, that's their, uh, that's their like um, their theme song kind of like that's how you know they're coming. And then of course we're gonna have our and the reason why we smiled is because when you said like, oh, you're gonna have like regulated chants, it's like uh, we've already been told like we have to show a list of uh, chants, so uh-huh. we'll give them a list, but. And then will do it, whatever you want. And it will it be accurate? Brett Louie is going to listen to this in, I mean, in seven fine. weeks and be like, that's okay. <laughs> we, so, and again, this is going back to like when, when I said like we are not the, we are not affiliated with them at all. So we don't have to, fo- we will follow a lot of their rules because we don't want to get kicked out. But we won't follow too much of them because we want people to know that this is a place that they can feel like this is their group. So if they want to start a chant, as long as it's not against guidelines in certain cases, like we don't want like, we don't want what happening in Lazio happening here. You know what I mean? Like we're not we're not a regime. We're not going to start chanting crazy stuff like that. Uh, but as long as everybody knows what they're chanting and everybody enjoys what they're chanting, who am I to stop people to chant uh, what they want? And I, I have, there are some chants that are going to be like, oh man, you're pushing the edgy <laughs> envelope. But so far we've been, it's been like, I want to do that. I want to do, are you doing that chant? I want to do it with you. So it's very much like, they want to try it because they're like, oh, that's pretty cool. I can't do that at Gillette because they won't let me. But <laughs> if, if you guys do it, we'll stand behind you. Jeez. It's one thing me saying it through a microphone alone. And it's a difference between 500 of my fellow members of D36 singing it together. How are you going to stop us? So that's like that mentality that I have. But again, we will have our easy ones that everybody can join in. And then I'll have the ones that we have like pre-prepared. We're going to try people to get together like, hey, sing it with me, sing it with me, like a karaoke. Because once you say it once, it'll be ingrained in their heads. And if it's a good one, they'll want to do it again and again and again. And we just, again, if someone in the back wants to do that like that, like, uh, what do you think of Tottenham? But instead of like, what do you think of Hartford? And that's going to be funny as heck. You know what I mean? Like, so that's, I'm glad you didn't finish the rest of that because, again, right, yeah. family podcast. No, no, exactly. Family yeah. podcast and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, after the podcast, we can talk more about it like, like I've done before. <laughs> but that's what, I, that's what I want. I want people to enjoy themselves. I want people to have that experience that they don't have at Gillette because here at uh, Bryant and here at Tidewater, we're going to be able to do a lot more things that they can't do over there. So what can fans expect of Defiance when the players take the field for the first time in 2024? Well, right away, right off the bat, we're going to be out here, flags waving, huge battle flags waving out there. We're going to be out there, drums being loud as anything. You're going to be able to hear them all the way out in Providence and we'll be playing in Smithfield. We have 
That's a lot We're of thinking. drum. <laughs> that That's is a, a lot, lot of drum. <laughs> that is a lot of drum. Maybe exaggerating a little bit, but just a little bit. So we have a. We're thinking of a lot, really. And as mentioned earlier, we're planning a march right off the bat. We're gonna we're planning a big march, and of course, it's gonna be the first one we'll ever do. So it might not be, might not go, you know, completely perfectly, but it's gonna go in the way that that we're planning for it to go. And we're gonna have all our boys behind us. We're still gonna make sure that we have an amazing time doing it, and we're gonna show right off the bat because. The first game undoubtedly will be will undoubtedly be huge. That's when we're gonna have a lot of eyes on us. That's when you know WPRI and everybody else is gonna be there having their cameras out because it's a home game. You know, that's when everybody's gonna be looking at us. So right off the bat, we're gonna show who we are. We're gonna show that this is unlike anything else that you're gonna find in Rhode Island. Have you planned a TIFO yet, or does that kind of have to fall in line with maybe the first club you'll be with? And do we have do we have bets on who the first club will face our mighty anchor? I'm begging that it's our first not gonna home be game. I know it won't, but I'm begging that our first <laughs> people is our Derby rivals. No. Because we've already been like doing tit for tat already on Twitter, and by we I mean Kevin. <laughs> so like <laughs> so like and I'll call him out for that. <laughs> so like I, I know it's not gonna happen, but it, it's a Marketing wise, you would want that to be Summer. like Fifth game in the best weather possible. I, I hope it happens in the summer because what we have planned for that away game is like we're gonna bring a bunch of our boys there and we're gonna make them feel so unwelcome. Wait, wait, hold on. You're 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 leading into the derby. We'll talk about that yeah. in a second. But <laughs> Tifa wise, do you have plans already? Is there ideas, or is this gonna be something yeah, that comes I out mean, more organically next I, year? I, I've already, I've already. So if you want to know more, like you have ideas for the TIFO, that's the best time to join our Discord. And this is like a little plug-in. But if you join the Discord and you have an idea and you're listening to this, that's the way to do Not it. Not just but the TIFO, So any far, idea. anything. Banners. I mean, like so far the battle flags that we have are have been made by people in our Discord. Uh, ideas for new banners are made in our Discord. So like even if it's like even if it's like a crude drawing, at least we can send it over to one of our guys that knows how to draw a little bit better and get it started. And I'm like, that's still your idea. You know what I mean? So as for Tifo wise, my idea, I would love to use uh, the likeness of Cthulhu because, I mean, that's like a Rhode Island based uh, horror story. Like, I mean, you got H.P. Lovecraft, the creator, and he's from Rhode Island. And uh, I've already posted like what it kind of looks like. Our thanks to you guys, actually, like, because you said, like, make it a pirate flag. I'm like, even better. So I did like, instead of I am Providence from what is on his headstone, it's we are Rhode Island. And it's like a the the skull of Cthulhu and then like right on this forehead is like the stars 13 stars 1636 and that's like a nice yeah, little fear so sense. hopefully if we get that into a TIFO that they'll know like we mean business uh, a lot of people don't know this but Rhode Island is infamous for piracy so Thomas too I learned this playing Drake Uncharted uh, <laughs> but uh, Thomas who said video games don't teach yeah, nothing super historical <laughs> But uh, yeah, Thomas too was a huge pirate, uh, one of the biggest like top ten, and he was a Rhode Island based pirate. So, just more ammunition. Yeah, more ammunition. Exactly, craft, more right? ammunition. Because I've already seen a lot of people like what they want. Like they want to bring like a fake cannon that we shoot every time we we score a goal. I was like, yeah, you better talk to those guys over there. We I can't even afford a cannon. <laughs> so we you you haven't heard this yet, but um, 
We have we have a suggestion. I came up with a ridiculous we'll just re- idea. We'll just recap it, I guess. Recap is, it. Yeah. yeah. Well, we don't know, so that this isn't even a recap. This is new information. Yeah. Please still. Well, it, won't, it won't happen, but like if yeah. How do you know well, it's so, not gonna happen? That's true. Then you you guys need to you guys need to push it. Yeah. So, tidewater is right on the river. So, have a giant anchor <laughs> right over it. Got lights on it. We score. Drop that buddy right in the water. Just huge splash. Wow. Right when we score. And like, you know, the, the boat horn goes off. Oh, yeah. Time. Just we'll that, make a huge, that fog horn. And then, and then the best part is you could have members of, like, because I think oh, to yeah, the timbers back when they yeah. cut the log, you have members, whether it's the capo or it's the support group, they pull the chain to bring it back up and lift it back up into its yeah. set position. Yeah. And then if another one gets scored, boom, splash. And it doesn't even have to be in the river. It could be like in it the stadium, but like, like a, and yeah. you could put a splash pool, and the water splashes like the kids around. As long as it's done <laughs> safely, like that, that's cool. I mean, honestly, I like that because I mean, like, there's a lot of supporter groups that do like these little traditions. I mean, Montreal has the bell. Yep. Uh, Timbers has that. the piece of wood that they chop up. Uh, the revs, the, have, lo- the, the revs have the muskets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Atlanta, you know, Atlanta have like the big. Uh, uh, what is it called? The uh, the railroad spike that they slam down. So like there are like I've liked the revs during the league's cup during the knockout. Have you seen and the open cup? They did it too. Yeah, I don't like where, that. you don't like that. The, the whole painting thing where they paint the no, thing. that's not new. That they've been doing this since because the, they they have a. It's funny enough because. <laughs> <laughs> they call it the defiance uh, thing. They like because their jersey is called the def- right. defiance jersey. Defiance, so they yeah. do that as like defy defying uh, other teams. So like they knock out a team. They do that rather. If you ask Revolution fans, this is stupid. This is corny. They don't even like it themselves. <laughs> but the o- the only time you like it is when you do it. Oh my god, I'm painting. Like you know, what I mean, like even they don't even like it. So it's like. I don't know, like traditions like that, like it's got to be something cool. That's why the muskets are cool. Like they're shooting blanks, kind of like how the old Revolutionary War. That makes sense. This painting thing is like, I'm just roasting them at this point, but I just, no, stop. Someone's a hater. No, I'm not a hater. I feel like we can come up with something better than that. And like, I hope they do. But I think that they're just, they're going to give it up within a year. I I thought it was the cool, because don't they auction it off afterwards? No, they keep it. They don't charity. I thought they charity. Do they charity? I thought they charity that. I never day. heard anything. I've about never that. heard of that charity. Yeah, I, I know that. Just, I know that the supporter group. Somewhere. I know the supporter group. Uh, the the uh, rebellion. Uh, shout out to them by the way because we're great friends with them. Um, As you talk trash about the fort and the club. No, 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 no. no. I talk. Well, I talk trash about the other side of the fort, but they're they're a whole different <laughs> can of worms. Uh, like you know, we'll. Yeah, I've had other choices. We're not going to start inter uh, supporter group conflicts on this podcast. That's uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> we don't want to. We don't okay, want okay. To. Uh, but like, yeah. So those guys are, are great. The other side's a whole different can of worms. But the um, they actually have a, a charity going on where every time the Revs score, they uh, bury me in the pines. Where every time they the Revs score, they plant ten, ten pine trees around the U.S. So it's like, dude, how is that not cool? So that's a good little thing where they they slap like a pine tree on their little capo stand so that's a cool little tradition because it, it's it helps so you you kind of are leading into one of our next questions yeah. where you know in terms of doing your homework as a brand new supporters group um i was thinking specifically to ask about from a usl perspective but if you want to open this up to any other supporters group in the world feel free to answer that with this question but do you think there's another supporters group in the USL right now that does things exceptionally well? And is that something, not that you want to copy or emulate, but something that you want to take as an example to, to drive the, the concept and structure of what you're trying to accomplish here as Defiance? 
I've watched as much uh, USL as I could this year, trying to you know study off our opponents next year. And one thing I've always taken a look to is the atmosphere of the stadium, not just the supporter group, but the whole stadium as a whole. Like, is the stadium clapping along, and um, just the supporter group as well? Um, how are the drums sounding? How are the chants? Can you even hear them? And all this stuff, you know. So. Obviously, the one that comes to mind in USL that if you ask anybody, most people will say is Detroit, of course. That's the main one people kind of look at. And uh, so I, I haven't heard that. So I, Detroit oh, hasn't even registered in my really? Google investigation hmm. so far. What makes Detroit City FC so popular as a supporter group? They started pretty much on one of the bottom, bottom leagues of the USN. They were in, I don't even know what the first league was called, then moved up to NISA Division Three, and now they're, in, uh, now they're in USL. So they started from down there at the bottom, and even when they were uh, way down there, they were already known. I, <laughs> I just made fun of Hartford for having their you know, supporter section in the middle, but Detroit does the same thing, and they make it work. You can, like, right um, as the game picks off, you can see a lot of smoke there, and... They always have drums, and they have these. Um, you have all the supporter uh, supporter group stuff, you know. But I think just having it in the middle of the stadium, and them being, you know, really having that grassroots aspect of them, starting from so low and already having that amount of support, you know, really made them known to a lot of people. But my pick for USL supporter groups might be. I've seen uh, San Diego is one that stood out to me. And it's really interesting because the fans of San Diego are getting an MLS team, which was announced, unaffiliated with the Loyal. So Diego crazy Loyal. that is happening. Yeah. Really crazy. I, I'm, I'm, very interested. I'm very interested in seeing how the USL clubs in same market cities will perform over the next five years. And my eyes will be attached to San Diego yeah. and Miami. Generally, it doesn't bode well. That, yeah. So I wonder, like going forward, can they? You know, if you say they have a very good support, can they be the ones that break that mold? Who can actually say, you know what, we can keep a second team. There's here. enough. There's enough fans to support to support out of spite. <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, I hope, I'm hoping that like they don't do what other teams do when it comes to that market where like they, they move. Like Austin Bull. Like Austin, yeah. And I don't do you so do you guys know I don't know a lot about it. I just know that they they're moving because they just can't compete with Austin and I mean like if you look they at the announced way that Austin, when they were when Austin FC first came in and now they're I've heard know, rumors that they may just sell their franchise rights to recoup the twenty million dollar buy in. I they not may. confirmed for anyone listening that's like, oh, hot off the press. But from what I've read that there's suspicions out there that at this point it's just they're shopping their franchise. Um, but but I wanna let you answer, let you finish. So you were saying San Diego is a is a good supporters group. Um, what is it about San Diego? The drums. Loyal? The drums. The drums. So to simple. you it's the yeah. volume. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you agree with that, Irvin? Is there yeah, I mean like I, I the loyal is uh, is good, but the one that I've noticed is the the Riverhounds. Riverhounds is so far they got it down and they actually started up pretty small, which I feel like will pretty much start as a support group. They started with like ten guys, then they just reached out to the point where they fill out an entire section. People actually contribute. Uh, so and then they have that tradition where like they blew that the blowhorn, like the the horn with the Dewalt uh, horn. So that's pretty cool. So hopefully 
I mean, I would like one with like a tugboat. Like just something like nautical theme, you know what I mean? That'd be pretty cool because I think theirs is what that's affiliated to like the train in that area. Yeah, it's the steel yards. The steel yards. They have a train. Yeah. They have a train right there. Right. Their yeah, stadium. Exactly. It's like right on the outside yeah. of the city. So yes. that's like the cool part about like how like they've shown them. It's like, dude, look at the area that we're in, and then look at our supporter group. It's like pretty cool. So I, I like their attitude, but I think he's saying the reason why you probably didn't know about like the whole Detroit. Uh, thing is that like a few years ago they were the talk of the town and if there is a Copa 90 documentary about them and how they like help their community and like how awesome they bring like they, they like always filling up their stadium with smoke and they're just always looking pretty cool now I think that they've have dwindled down a little bit that's why you don't really see them might on the be radar. because of but that doesn't USL. mean that they don't yeah that doesn't mean that they, you can't like give them you can't still give them props from what they've done yeah, and what they can come back to being because I feel like once more teams come in once this pro relegation thing happens with USL uh, which I hope it does happen I think you'll start seeing a rise of fans and like this is gonna be great because every single game is gonna matter to these guys and it's gonna bring those fans like every game is gonna be like that nail-biting three-pointer that we need to make sure that we stay on top of the uh, top of the group so there's a lot of great supporter groups uh, around the area New Mexico is another one too that I've been looking into but honestly you just, you know, I, I like I like them all, and each of them has little bits. So, in terms of doing that homework, have you seen something that you want to make sure you differentiate yourselves as a supporters group from? Other than like you know, you said the middle of the stands, which it sounds like it can go either way depending on the quality of that that supporters group itself. Is there something that you're going to bring differently? Is there something that you want to make sure you're known for doing differently as we enter the league next year? Uh, I think we're going to still kind of talk about what we want to do differently. Keep it, keep it hushed for now. Keep it don't, hushed for now, Don't yeah. let your enemies know your moves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, I think we're just still, we still want our guys to also come up, contribute things, because we don't want to come up with everything. We want it to be natural as well. And if there's a tradition that they come up with that they like, more than I'd be more than happy to adapt it, and I think the team will be more than happy to adapt it as well. If there's a song that's played uh, before games, if there's a walkout song that's played, if there's something that we can do, you know, like we pop a, a certain amount of smoke at a certain time, you know, what I mean, like a certain color gets placed. If we do like those uh, tifo, something like that, like it, it we'll, we'll come up with somewhat of a tra- uh, tradition. But I want it to be more natural than me just saying like this is what we're doing. All I will say though is we've been refs fans for years and. The game day experience we have a lot of ideas on how it could be better so we're not going into this whole supporter group stuff with a 100 percent. you know we have no idea what we're getting ourselves into we have an idea where we can improve on to differentiate ourselves from not just the boys in foxborough but everyone else but that's all that's what i'll leave it at we're definitely we definitely you don't, have you don't want to tease like one thing you'll do differently like one hot topic or one item that you know is like you're going to bring this to the community so that the fans can see it. Tease our listeners, Joe. Tease <laughs> them and let them know. Mm, what can I say without giving too much away? Or you could just give it away. <laughs> Whatever you want, man. Don't hold me on this. <laughs> right, you shoot yourself. <laughs> yeah, no. Radio silence. Listen, our first rejection, Jason. <laughs> I'm not sure how I'm gonna I'm gonna handle. I may have to cut this out later. Oh boo! <laughs> come to Brian. Come to Brian. Nah, See for yourself. Keep it running, yeah. So, do you guys have any goals for the Tidewater Stadium? Looking to you know 
the inaugural season when we eventually make it there? Uh, I mean, I mean, there are a few goals that we want. We want to definitely bring more people because I know that stadium is going to hold a lot more than what we're getting a section in. Uh, Ten thousand, I think, right? Yeah, is we're what they're 10, saying. Ten thousand five hundred, um, and our hopefully our like you know fingers crossed we get a uh, safe standing so it brings more people in the area. Do you have um, an anticipated threshold of like what? the immediate sections will hold like do you know that for i have for no Brian? idea no no so okay. like all i can all i can think of is like we might be able to fit in our little section maybe like 300 guys which is like maybe even less which stadium know. at Bryant? Bernie. Bernie. okay yeah Bernie. uh so but like uh so bryant definitely like two three hundred people uh for tidewater definitely more than like 500 like a whole section probably might we might hold like that like 1000 people right there um but it just depends on you know uh, how they kind of section us off from supporter to just general public. Uh, so we don't have like a, a, an idea of what we want to do. The goal is to get like to, for people to get used to what we do. And then when they come and sit with us, they already know like the, uh, like, oh, they already know the experience. All right, get ready to bang the drums at this moment. Get ready to play this song. Get ready to like uh, start something. Hey, does anybody want to throw something out? All right, yeah, let's do it. You know, like everybody hold each other, bounce up and down, up and down, you know, stuff And we've like been that. talking mainly about what's going to go down in the supporter group. like. How can I say the supporter section itself with all the guys who are on in the group on the discord suggesting all the chance, you know, but we've been also really thinking about the average person who's going to go to RAFC games and who'll sit in, you know, the midfield and even across from us on the other side of the stadium. We've been thinking about them as well and how we can get them involved. So we've been thinking about one of the things that we definitely want to do is involve a lot of chants that are simple right off the bat that anybody else in the stadium that because i know from experience that there are a lot of people who just don't like to chant for whatever reason and so a good solution to that is hey we're gonna have some chance and then you do the wave <laughs> <laughs> you know it's crazy a lot like I don't mind the wave. They do it. Oh, then if it comes naturally, I, I, then I, do I can't it. stand it. I don't think the wave. I hate it. Business in soccer. So like, I mean, keep are it you in sure? Baseball, keep it. I hate there's, it. Okay, listen. There's a reason the wave exists. Okay, the wave exists to fill yeah. in that dead time or dead space between action in the sport. So for baseball, it's perfect. You're waiting between pitcher and baseballs. Maybe there's been a, a batter change. There's been a pitcher rotation, and it's like, hey. I've got nothing to do for the next 30 seconds. I'm going to start a wave. And then people that are bored with it, maybe the score is not that great. I don't know. Maybe the product's not that great on the field. They pay more attention to that wave. Soccer is the one sport that is so fluid that you really can't take your eyes off. I mean, you can, but you can't take your eyes off of it. I see that. that beautiful moment. So the wave is a distraction to watching ongoing fluid sport so i'll give you so i'll give you another one then 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 if we then forget the wave but do it no you know i mean well, we'll if it starts we're that's, that's, we're not, that's not what i was going to say well we, we don't state the wave makes sense yeah. by the name i'm just simply <laughs> saying it has no business in soccer in general, especially in the ocean the fans <laughs> love it who am i to say what the fans should have or right. shouldn't have you know and we, that's that's our main like purpose like that's our main goal philosophy is that like we don't want to stop say hey don't do that wave you know like we're gonna lead the thing no if you guys are gonna start the wave okay let's let's make see it what a tidal wave make it a, yeah <laughs> let's make it big Flood the pitch. or like we can do like how they do it in argentina like that argentinian wave like like dale oh dale, oh. like that yeah. handshake hand if you gesture. see everybody doing this 
and it's seeing and watching the game, it's not like whoa. Oh yeah, I've seen the like, Instagram videos nah, nah, of those stadiums nah, 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 crumbling at the joints because yeah, they can't falling support. apart. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if it happens, it happens. We're not to not to tidewater. No, definitely not. Be a brand new city. Give it. Give it a hundred years, yeah, and then yeah, if it, exactly. it might might struggle a little bit. That's fine, but like I'm not saying we're gonna be like the bombonera, but like I'm just saying like we we should have something that people can enjoy. You know, people can do that's easy to do. Like that clapping, that clapping like yeah. you know what I mean. Like they can like stomp their feet on the floor, boom, 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 boom. You know, like something something like yeah. that. That's easy. You don't have to chant. I know that there are people that are that aren't gonna be able to, not because they don't want to, because they just can't, because they're either disabled or they just don't feel the confidence yet. But guess what? Yeah, uncomfortable doing it. But guess what? You can do this. You can wave your hands. You can, you can clap. clap. You can stomp your feet. I can't without clap. even saying I'm not coordinated. I'm you the, can jump. I'm the person that claps offbeat. You know, everyone does the time, and I'm still. That's fine. I mean, that's fine. That's, I mean, that's fine. Still oh, if you, if you yeah. watch videos noise of supporter groups banging La Repique, like they sometimes they're offbeat, but that's fine. Just hey, pick it up, man. You're doing it with us. They even let little kids that are like 12 years old that don't even know how to like keep a timing still do it, and it sounds perfect because guess what? They're getting involved, and they like it, and it, it like makes them smile. So that's that's the beauty of that. You know, what I mean, right. the fact that they can like a 10 year old can do our chant and like sing. You know, like that's that's what you want. You want that ten year old, you want that five year old, you want those kids to like be in the front and go, I wanna chant with these guys, I wanna sit with the crazies, I wanna sit with these dudes, and then they end up becoming a longtime fan. That's what's gonna make me feel like we've accomplished something. If one turns into two, two turns into four, and it keeps going on and on and on, that's a new generation of fans that when we decide we're done with defiance. They take it over. They know and they bring their passion, and it keeps going because this isn't a project for now. This is a project for down the line for new generations to come. Same thing with the club. That's why I always tell people: you love your club and support it because this will be here for a long time. It's club, blood, everything else. Yeah, hundred percent. Your club is like sometimes like I love my club more than I love my family. So that's like, why it's above blood. Exactly. <laughs> and if your blood gets into the club, bueno, even better. better. Gotta go get tested. <laughs> <laughs> to to kind of shift gears here for a second as we start to to wind down on this part two. Yeah. Um, what do you you know the news about ProRail? We saw the excitement at the beginning of last month around the possible prospect of it. The club, the organization as a league has delayed now because they need to unpack some of what they had, had thrown out there. What is your impression on ProRail in like a, let's not have a 30 minute debate about it, but like, <laughs> let's get the, let's get the talking sweet. points. We were overjoyed about uh, seeing ProRail come to the, uh, the US initially. I'll be honest, as in, uh, when I was a European soccer fan, I was only supporting European soccer, didn't know anything about MLS. I was like, okay, yeah, ProRel for MLS. Yeah, even though I watched nothing of MLS, then I supported the Revs. I'm like, okay, no, this ProRel stuff is gonna, it's gonna kill the teams, cost too much money. Then now being a fan of a lower league team, you can really see why it's important to have those grassroots connections and being able to support your local team and have them come up in the big leagues. I've gone full circle with it pretty much. So being able to see your local club play at the highest level is something you won't get anywhere else in this country. Your little team 
from a city that most people can't even name. It would be a dream to most people, and I doubt that we get it anytime soon at an MLS level, but to see it in some form with USL is just really just a huge step that I'm really looking forward to see unfold. Do you echo that sentiment? I echo it like 100% because I mean, like I'm in the same boat with him. I I know what pro relegation can do for a small team. Um, Just recently, uh, the local team in my area of Guatemala, Deportivo Zacapa, just won their league and is now playing with the likes of Municipal, Comunicaciones, and uh, Antigua. They're playing in the first division of of, uh, Guatemalan soccer. So like the fact that this small stadium will host Comunicaciones, and like I'm talking about small. Like if you if you think Bernie Stadium's small, you should see their stadium where it's like just built on like cement blocks. Like they're they're ecstatic. They're so happy. They had a whole parade in their town. Like so, like that's that's what could happen for us, where we can say like we're gonna be better than the big boys, and we're gonna show it. Because the only time we even have a chance to prove that is through the U.S. Open. Now I'm not saying MLS will embrace it, but I hope they see what it means for these little clubs. I know that money talks, but guess what? That's how you grow soccer. Those small guys have a chance to play with the big boys. And then if they don't perform, then guess what? They'll go down. And guess what? Maybe your big boys won't perform. I mean, we were already just saying like Inter Inter Miami was not so good until they got Pessi. Messi, sorry. <laughs> that, uh, so, was not, that was the intention. Oh, that was the intention. And they're well, still, technically, they're still in last place. As of they are morning. still in last place, but now they have a chance to win two trophies because now Everyone Messi is change. playing in the Open Cup. That is like the and, weirdest yeah, timeline Cincy, we're in, right? And then they have, and then they're the they're the favorites to win the League's Cup. So it's like they I, could, they could, they are still in the running. As insane as it is, a last place club is still in the running for a treble, right? Because yeah, there's a lot of parity in the league. They could just go on and win every no, single no, no, game. No, 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 it's not a parity. They could win the League's Cup, which is a CCL play. No, 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 no. They could I, I win the Open Cup, and they could win the MLS Cup. They well, never get support the, the parity way too far in, off. The parity in MLS allows them to sneak into the playoffs, and like they don't have to like become first in oh, the right. division. They, they, they just have to get in. This basically became a career mode in FIFA where you just decided, hey, I'm just going to take this injection of $1 billion. Oh, the thing that you did right at the yeah, beginning when you started yeah, the game, like, yeah, do you want a billion dollars? Yeah, yeah. So like, like, you know, and then like they're in the middle of the season, like, maybe I should take that billion. Boom, inject your money in there, and now they're like top of the league or whatever. So that's basically what they're doing now. So like, it's just like, if we can show them like, listen, it should be a little bit more fair. I understand money talks. I understand like sponsors and all that stuff. But guess what? If they weren't good enough to stay in MLS, then maybe you should spend a little bit more money on them. Maybe you should, maybe then money isn't what you needed in your club. Maybe it was more uh, in your youth academies. It just gives them that like, okay, how the heck do we get back to MLS? How can we do better? And guess what? That's what these smaller teams like Rhode Island is going to do as well. How do we get ourselves to stay in the championship and not go to League One? And how do we keep Hartford in League Two? <laughs> because <laughs> so that's that, where they belong. So that's the 2025 priority. Yeah, exactly. And starting small because it'll be a long, 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 long while, if ever, before it comes to MLS. Thinking about just USL here. Thinking about just USL here. I want to say that it would be a big move because look at MLS. They just signed this big Apple TV deal and they have, you know, Messi in the league now a name recognized all over the world 
Like people who don't usually talk to me about anything local soccer. Like I'm like, hey, um, did we already play Miami? When's Miami coming next week? How can I get tickets and all this stuff? That's his impact. Didn't the Revs play Miami? Right? Yeah, they they wasn't here, but they yeah. still sold like thirty thousand tickets. Yeah. So it's like yeah. that impact was there even before he name. was there. Just the fact that the name yeah. is associated to Miami, they still want to be like, oh, let me take this team out and we yeah, smash. That's them. his impact. Listen, gentlemen, if if we see Messi in the Open Cup, whether it's home or away him. we're booing him we're, we're well i mean well our section we're going is what i'm saying yeah we're going <laughs> i mean we're already guaranteed but like yeah. you, greatest, you will not see me cheer him down until the end of the game where i'm like okay yeah, no. good job mm. well played <laughs> but those 90 minutes don't even expect me to cheer mm. Boo! Boo! you're <laughs> gonna hear all of it but i mean like you said i actually don't mind the delay of the whole meeting because like i said before just like the stadium these things take time, and it's better to not rush. Yeah, and so my point let them was, take their time. my point bringing up that was, USL, this is a good move for USL to kind of differentiate themselves. They need to differentiate themselves. They need something, you know. MLS is this big, bad giant who's going to go in, and they're taking their clubs. They're take, they just took, you know, San Diego, left the loyal in the dust, and... And that's just gonna keep. That's gonna well, keep I happening. Mean, We're gonna see. To be fair, though, Indianapolis. Yeah, Indianapolis, Indy Eleven. They built this huge stadium with intent of coming to MLS. Right, but that's that's the history of USL. Right, is they that approach is, yeah. the best mm-hmm. teams in terms of popularity and bring them up. Like Louisville, Phoenix Rising, and Indy are yeah. all still probably trying to chomp at the bit to get one of those last expansions. I'm sure they are. You know. So no, but I, then what's I, gonna? But then I guess what what it is is like what's gonna happen when they reach there? Because Don Garber has said once we reach thirty, we're just gonna end it. Don Garber said that many times. Though. Yeah, so like I, I don't know what's gonna happen when you get thirty clubs and then that's it. Are you gonna keep opening up the expansion? Like, uh, maybe Are one more. I wouldn't like, be surprised more. if he gets to forty. It's a very American thing to to over and expand. And then do like a twenty per conference, and then just meet up in the finals. So that's what I mean. I feel like USL, if it's if if they're the ones to turn the cog and get them to realize that they need to do it like the rest of the world, then by all means, let us be the guinea pigs to do it. Agreed. Let us be the guinea pigs to do it. Fortune favors the bold. Yes, sir. So um, I already know this, but for our listeners here. Um, you guys have any membership for Defiance? Can you give us any details? We actually just had a just had a meeting about it. So there's a there's three tiers to the membership that uh, we wanted to make sure me, Joe, Kevin have made sure that we wanted to make sure it's affordable, but you also get your money's worth if you get the other tiers. So uh, I mean, there's the there's the ten dollar tier, there's the twenty five dollar tier, and there's the forty five dollar tier. And um, yeah. And to be clear, though. That's separate from your ticket purchase. Correct. Right? Yeah, we're, we're not. Yeah, yeah. The membership helps us uh, for when it comes to materials, keeping our website open, keeping uh, merchandise up for you guys, and keeping it like you know just helping us around. If you want a TFO, guess what? That's going to come out of of uh, the shirt sales and membership sales. If you want, like, if we need more instruments, guess what? That's where it's going to. Everything come you from. see in the stadium comes out of memberships, really. Now, I I don't know this for sure, but I'm going to assume that in other clubs that already have a supporters group attached, that sometimes is a requirement to buy tickets through the supporters group. Now, I know you guys are not in control of that. We mentioned that earlier, but having said that, is there an expectation that? If they are purchasing tickets, there's some expectation to donate and participate in a membership program, or is that completely voluntary? 
it, it, it's completely voluntary. I mean, if people want to join us because they just see what we're doing and they want to help out and they'll get something out of it, then by all means. I know that like, uh, our, like our second and third tier, it's going to come with our knitted scarf. So it's going to be an exclusive scarf one every one, a new scarf every year so it's going to be like that very like collectible type of item thing and then of course it's going to come with a membership card which will give you discounts at local businesses that we've talked to before which again helps our local businesses draws in people into those local businesses that may not even know they exist you know what i mean because before i don't think anybody knew what los munchies was and then i talked about it and then they've been telling me i've got a couple people that have been coming here with that with that little with rfc's logo on it i appreciate that so that's already making a small impact, so why not? Awesome. So, having said all this, you guys are continuing to grow. You're all over the place in, ter- in terms of the social space. But what's the best way uh, a listener or someone just new or curious about Rhode Island FC or Defiance themselves, what's the best way they can get in contact with you guys? Join the Discord, plain and simple. How it's do a- they join that today? Because... I, I've actually already had someone reach out to me in personal DMs going, you've mentioned this on your podcast, but I don't know where this is. So how can they, how can they find we have, it? We have um, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff at RIDefiance1636. And we have a link tree with that name as well. And in that link tree is, our, is the name of our Discord server. So just join up. You can introduce yourself and you can start suggesting stuff right away. And just start talking REFC. We're all there. We're all active. So, so basically, just any any social media that you go to from us, uh, the link that you see in our bio gives you all the links to everything else. Our shop, our Discord. Basically, what he says, it's that's where you pretty much find everything you need to know about us. So that's uh, very easy for you guys to like know where we come from. Just look us up, and you'll know where. Basically, uh, connect the dots. Well, you'll know where to go from there. Awesome. And then, uh, are there any upcoming events? I'm planning to have presence at the Festival Guatemala. It's a festival for, you know, around, uh, for Guatemalans, of course. So we're definitely, given our background, it's like, okay, we have to do this, you know. We definitely want to have presence there and get people involved. And we, and we also had an event earlier at a Portuguese festival, to, and it was a big success. So we want to replicate that at this Guatemalan one. And we also have planned uh, more watch parties. And another thing is we're looking to, we're calling it a local soccer tour. We're thinking of visiting different college college soccer stadiums. First, we're going to do Bryant because, of course, it's going to be our home. But another one we're looking forward to is URI and uh, Providence College because you know the history behind those two. So expect to see us around plenty. And again, in our Discord, we have a full schedule that says literally everything that we're going to have presence at or we're going to have planned. Yeah, so we have all those events uh, posted up on our Discord, and uh, we'll also post it on our stories on our Instagram, post it on Twitter, uh, our college tour, our festivals around the area. So anything that like could be intriguing that we can bring more eyes to the group and, of course, to the team, we'll, we'll try to be there. Are there any plans to attend a USL game this year? Obviously, Hartford is the closest place. Are we are been you thinking, thinking about that for a while? We were thinking about that. Nah. Or... Well, I mean, I don't think there's enough of us for an invasion. I think if we go there, <laughs> maybe discreetly show our hats, like yeah. we're here, but not make any ruckus. We'll let them do their thing. But yeah, we, we do. We we've said before that we want to 
go um, talk with the Hartford president, vice president, the guys that lead that group and just kind of say like, hey, guys, you know, like, you know, we are who we are and uh, can't wait to, uh, to to battle you guys next year and uh, yeah. make a mutual agreement, you know, 90 minutes, go full out. And then after that. Hopefully we can find time to do that sometime later this year because we know they're now making playoffs. So it have to be <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta season. go to at least one game. Uh, yeah. So I mean, no now, diss, but that's just straight facts. Now I don't know if this can be shared yet, but I believe Rhode Island FC is committed to figuring out some way to support you guys in your away day trips. Yeah, no, it's Hartford, yeah. Right? This is this is like public already. This was something that they told us that we can do. So that uh, we've asked this because it was one of the questions. Um, we they have supported if we bring enough people to help us uh, charter a bus to Hartford Athletic uh, for that away game because they want to bring the most people. So if we can get enough people to be interested in it and sign up and get the ticket to go there, they'll help, you know, waive any SeatGeek, uh, it's SeatGeek, right? That's where it's SeatGeek fees or anything like that. Um, and just help us get as much people as we can there. But I mean, even if they don't help us in that way, which I mean, I'm not even going to say they, they're not, they, they will definitely help us. But if they don't, it's an hour, an hour and a half trip. We're all going to be there in stride. We're all going to have our little parking lot, and uh, we'll have our own little section as well. You know, security, make sure that you guys are safe. Um, so that rivalry will be a nice, fun rivalry where we're just going to have a, uh, a bunch of our uh, boys, uh, amber and blue, ready to go. Who's the club outside of Hartford you're the most excited looking forward to playing, whether that's away or home in 2024? I think the only one is Hartford, just because of the rivalry. <laughs> and they are also helping. But, but I think another one I would love to see the Riverhounds play. Oh, definitely. Yeah, they have awesome. a really beautiful stadium. And it looks, it looks uh, similar to how Tidewater is playing to look, being by the river and all. Yeah. Yeah, but to give an answer to that question, I'd say it's whoever we play for you know the very first game of RFC's career. I'm planning to fly over wherever it is. So we agree that it's an away game because of the weather. I think so, the yeah, weather. because of the weather. I what think USL does, teams what USL does is they delay the Eastern conferences. Well, not all of them, but, you know, like the Hartford and all that. Yeah. yeah, the Northeast. They delay them until later in the season to give them the first home game. So they'll undoubtedly do that for us as well. So I'm, I'm actually hoping it's Tampa Bay Rowdies. See, I'm hoping it's actually cross-country and it's Vegas. Oh, man. Because what an exciting reason to bring people to Vegas. Like, you have an excuse again, to Because you have an excuse to travel. It, again, it, it's, it's just good politics to put it in a city where there's something else to do to spend the time and, and money to fly somewhere. Like, I'm all about... I mean, I guess, technically, Tampa Bay, is, uh, no one no one can complain about Florida weather. I mean, there's Miami FC as well, yeah. so you want to go check out Miami as well for that. Just don't make it Tulsa. Don't make it Tulsa, nah, Oklahoma nah, for... Nah, nah. I mean, I mean we've, we've said, too, I mean, I wouldn't mind doing, like, a Sacramento or, like, Phoenix Rising, so I wouldn't mind, like, New, New Mexico would be pretty cool to go see. Like, Western Conference seems like that would be pretty cool, but, like, Eastern Conference, I would love to see um the river hounds i would love to see miami tampa bay rowdies um you know of course that hartford rivalry i definitely want to go to hartford even though there's nothing to do over there besides like a gas station that they probably hang around hey, they've got new haven pizza that they oh, love to new brag haven about pizza. in new haven <laughs> one place when they come down here they're gonna freak out they're like there's everything here <laughs> um so to kind of tie off on the usl piece north carolina has been reannounced. they'll be obviously be joining the east with us now so we have a sister club uh, for or not forming, but rejoining uh, for 2024, that will put Tulsa. Everyone's assuming, and I think it's right to say Tulsa will be going to the West. Um, do you think there will be any additional lens on 
new school meets old school rejoining? Do you think there will be any, like, because originally, remember, up until five days ago, the pressure was that it was just us. So the focal point of the league's performance for the year was going to be us. Now, a club who, like, self-relegated themselves is now coming back up. Any thoughts or uh, not concerns, but any thoughts on, on well, that subject? Next year we have well, not next year. The year after we're gonna have. I don't wait, actually. I don't know if it's there next be like year, sixteen but clubs in two years. Oh no, yeah, definitely. Right? It's but crazy what's right planned now. is Milwaukee. I know is one of them. Milwaukee, it's, Iowa, Arkansas, yeah, Iowa. and uh, Nola. Ar- Arkansas yeah. was Nola and Arkansas was like the new ones that just recently got announced, right? Yeah. 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 And, so, and we don't even know if those will be. USLC, those could be potentially USL one now. They plan to be USLC. The Akron, um, Ohio project, we like don't know how that no. will be announced. So. I, I think the more the merrier. Honestly, it just makes it more yeah, more reasons to have pro rel. I mean, there's more reasons to just like look how many teams are coming in, and on top of that, you don't have to spend a billion dollars to join a league. You can just do it in USL in a market that for like, twenty definitely needs. Yeah. 20, <laughs> 20 million cool compared 20 to the 500 a million. Cool 20 million. A, a, a cool 20 million well, inflation for a soccer club like compared to like days. a soccer team that's like you have to spend 500, what is it? Like, a, like is it 500 million? To, it's 500 to, million for MLS right now. MLS, yeah. 500 million. 20 million in 1914 yeah. US Open Cup money is like 100 bucks. So it's perfect. I'm just saying, like, I feel like it's, it's USL is showing that, like, you know, grassroots is the way to go. And then if you make it to MLS, then guess what? That's more reasons to do pro relegation. Show these guys that they can do it. So I won't ask you for projections for 2024's winner because you have to legally say Rhode Island Rhode FC. Island FC. Oh. Who do you think will be the champions out of the West, though, that will meet in the final? I say, mm. I say Sacramento again. Sacramento. Sacramento's just been tough. They have. They've, They've been, been really tough, tough. man. From the teams I've watched, I'm liking the Colorado Springs switchbacks. They really, like, I don't know what it is about them. It's that Capelli They're, Sport jersey that they have. <laughs> you didn't have to. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, I, just, I just really like the way they play. Their defense is really strong. But, but as with, as you just mentioned about uh, MLS's parity, USL has just as, if not more, parity as MLS does, so it could be completely different next year. I don't know, but I'll say Colorado Springs. I, uh, I'm supporting El Paso Locomotive for the year, and when I started this I support, say, how's that train, I was, how's in, that train I was in third position, and now four podcasts later, I am out of the playoffs, I think. So it is <laughs> the parity, the tightness of the, the competition, and the... the kind of interchange back and forth of position jumping in the rankings is it's it's super exciting to see unless you're a las vegas lights or a heart for athletic fan right now it's just really rewarding to know that like anything is possible in the league. i'll take las vegas over hartford i mean any day. again you're legally required <laughs> legally required yeah. yeah i'm legally required to start beef with them <laughs> yeah so guys this has been an honor this has yeah. been a pleasure really excited to do this again in the future i think uh, ending it on the final word with your guys' uh, kind of thoughts and comments. What's something else that the listeners need to know that we haven't covered today? Uh, well, I mean, we, I think we covered a good amount of it. There will be new stuff. I mean, we're growing bit by bit every single day as a supporter group. And what you need to know about us is that we're, bra- we're here to bring the heat. We're here to bring the, uh, the passion that we uh, have had since day one of loving soccer. We're here to bring that Central American, South American 
vibe to here and we want you guys to know that like we are an open um group we're not we're not gonna you know tell you that you can't join because you're not from this area if you're a rhode islander and you love rhode island fc by all means join the supporter group culture because we're here to be your family you are at la familia you're part of us so and we're here to be uh the, as open as possible to make sure that you guys have a good time and you guys know that this is going to be the uh, supporter group that you can support so every single day we're growing every single day we want to help our community and every single day our mission has not changed so we hope that just by listening to us now and hopefully in the future you listen to us more that you'll be enticed to join us and uh, help us in our cause and as i said uh, as i said previously as Irvin said i should say our group is very open anybody can be a part of things the people who come up with ideas it's not just me, not just Irvin, not just Kevin, who's the other dude on the board. It can be anybody, really. So what I'd leave you guys with is to, uh, you can find us on socials at RIDefiance1636. And if you go to our bios on any of those, we have a link tree. And there you can find our Discord server. Just join up, introduce yourself, and you can talk with either of us and we have different channels you can pitch your ideas on literally anything there's a place for everything there if you just want to talk general RAFC when uh, when we start signing players because you know that's going to be a huge thing so we're looking forward to the upcoming you know these next couple of months and to the listeners um, we hope to see you not just in the discord but if you step outside we hope to see you come across one of our stickers or one of our flags just hanging out in the wild so looking sure. forward to that we want to yeah we just want to thank you guys for inviting us over and we want to thank everyone Huge that thanks. uh will come from this and uh we can't wait till 2024 because uh like we said we're bringing the heat we uh we're so excited to do it now like honestly we're ready to just do it now and uh get it over with and like really just bring the noise show that we uh we as a small state can come up with big things Great. Up the tide. Up the tide. Up the tide. Up the tide. Yeah, there we go. Up the tide. And we're back. So that was a lot of fun having those conversations with those guys. I, uh, I'm i glad that they loved our anchor idea. Uh, I don't think they want to do it because <clears throat> it's not in control for them. It would be someone at the stadium being responsible for, unless unless they're given the Oh, wait. They get to control like the chain that releases they the have anchor, to pull it back up. and then they have to pull. Oh, they'd hate it. We'd be putting them to manual work. Um, and it sounds like we're fifty-fifty on whether or not the wave will show up at Tidewater in twenty twenty-five. It's it's gonna happen. Come on, let's be let's be. If it if it does, are you gonna be that mad that the wave shows up? Like no, you don't no, have I to participate. Like, I don't participate in the if wave. We have a conversation about it. I'm gonna be angry about it. But if it just happens, it just is what it is. And then also too, I I don't know if it will actually because defiance won't do it, and they're gonna be it won't you know like it it requires the momentum, and you, if defiance is big enough at that point, they'll just already be jumping. Like they'll just go like silent for two seconds and like actively fight that that happening. I guess it'll depend on how the fan turnout is at Bernie Stadium. If we have a lot of casual new like oh hey what is this type of people it'll happen if that doesn't happen till tidewater then maybe that's where we'll see it where we you know oh, have, I, don't, like, I don't think it'll happen at bernie you know, there's not an, like, like yeah. this, if there's not enough circular personnel to to bring that around because remember you've got like that boxed building sweet house that's at the end of one of the sections on one of the, the goal sides 
And then you've got like the player benches and it's really thin back there with like executive presence. That might even be where the Swedes go. So like I could easily see waves not being sustainable in in Bernie. But like once you get the stadium, the bowl, oh, that that's, that's yeah, a recipe for like, danger. You know, 10,000 people stadium will probably, you know, be some sellouts there with uh, people being excited. Yeah, it'll just happen. It's fine. It is what it is. Agreed. Agreed. Um, any other takeaways from what you heard? I, I was I was really surprised when they made the comments about they're going to follow the rules that have been established by the club and some they don't intend to follow as well as they maybe should. Like, again, I don't know supporter culture well enough to see, understand, like, where do they health, where's the healthy pushback and resistance? Where's the partnership and, like, how can the two coexist within the space? I've never seen that before. So being told that, uh, really, really kind of interesting to see how that'll, that'll shake out for both the club and the, uh, the supporter group. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're young guys. I think it's just a rebel against authority type thing. I think that, you know, the, realistically, from what we've seen in supporter culture here in the U.S., like, this is, this is not some, like, crazy South American thing or some, like, ultras in Italy where they're... They are like, not ultras. They went, they, they oh, actually no, I, I lectured that, us in I'm a good way about it. That this, they are not them. You know, or I don't think they're we have to be worried about anything ridiculous from them. I just think that, you know, they don't want to, you know, it's like, no one likes someone to be telling you what to do, telling you what to say. Like they, they want, I think they want their, their stuff to feel more organic, come from the heart. It's like this, this is our expression of supporting. And I think they understand that they can, they only can do so much to not like scare people away, you know, because at the end of the day, we, they are public slash private kind of area with other people and that there, there could be some issues there. I, I agree with that. And, and I was surprised too, when they said that like there's expectations already, I know from a liability standpoint, the club has to come out and make those kinds of like proclamations and statements, but it's also probably in the club's best interest to funnel as much creative effort into letting the defiance 1636 be what they need to be. Because if you don't get the defiance on board, this club will not be successful. Not in terms of attendance. Maybe they'll have a winning season, but I, I will. I I will believe when I when I went into my first soccer game in the in the United States, the thing that sold me wasn't necessarily just what I was watching on the field. It was the excitement. It was the passion. It was the response from the crowd on the goals. It was the environment itself, um, which I had never seen in the other sports I had followed in like baseball and in in gridiron and in hockey like fans go and they just focus on the game like they don't like interact they don't really like care about each other but soccer is different and so i i would be really curious to see how rifc truly supports the supporters group or if this will be an always like at odds and ends kind of experience between the two relationships yeah i think realistically they know they they need them to a certain extent so they can't you know just push them away but you also can't just let them do whatever they want. I, I hey, I I don't disagree with that one bit. Um, I I think as long as you know they're not shooting fireworks off in the section, I think, like, or punching people and saying like inappropriate things to the the level that of inappropriate that matters. I mean, it's a supporters group. You're gonna hear some. You're gonna hear some naughty talk. Yeah, with with, with sports, there's always a certain amount of of trash talk, but it's just trying to keep it like a respectable level where you're. It's not 
personal attacks and right. things like, you, like that. You, you don't talk about Harry Kane's mother to Harry Kane. Like, you keep that <laughs> out your mouth, right? Oh, man, too funny. All right, well, then let's jump into events. So, listeners, uh, it's the same events we've listed the last few times. Nothing really new to report here, but uh, this coming Sunday on 910, Defiance 1636 will absolutely be at Festival Guatemala at Roger Williams Park. So make sure you go by and say hi uh, at their tent and give them some love and uh, ask about memberships to their to their uh, organization if you're looking to do that at this time, or if you just want to understand how you could you know join in on the seating areas for what they'll be offering at Bernie. And then on Saturday, September 16th, Rhode Island FC will actually be at Brown University watching the Brown Bears versus uh, the Brian Bulldogs at 7 p.m. So if you want to go kind of see that or just watch one of the collegiate games. Um, have fun. Maybe we'll see a future RFC player in one of these games. Maybe it's like both a an event coordination and also like a scouting exercise, right? Yeah, maybe they're there to uh, scope out what's going on. I bet you, in the grand scheme of things, I would I would not be surprised if we don't have, if not in the starting eleven or in the rotation of twenty three. Like I wouldn't be surprised if we see some players from Providence College, from Bryant University, from Brown end up in in the mix, along with like New England Revolution Academy, MLS Next, or even two players. I wouldn't be surprised if we loan, poach, or recruit players from this immediate area. Yeah, definitely. You want to see the the club. They talk a lot about being local, so I think it's really important that we, we get some local boys out there. Got to get those local boys. Uh, so what listener questions do we have tonight? All right, so we got one here from Steve. Just one tonight? Yeah, just oh, man. Solamente uno. Um, I really appreciate you guys putting this podcast together. It's helped make my Fridays more bearable. Since we don't know the team composition yet, if you guys could build a team, what kind of style of play or formation would you choose? Steve, first of all, appreciate the kind words. Second of all, what a great question. What a a great exercise that we probably can't give too much time to to keep this podcast from running longer than it is. But I'm I'm down. Do you do you have a form like do you okay before you answer because you're already looking at me like you're ready to go here. <laughs> is this a formation in your mind or is this something you end up finding yourself playing in FIFA? Um, both. or is it both? Okay, okay, go for it. Uh, so I, I have two that I really like. I think I'd lean more towards the four three three, and I think there's a there's a lot of flexibility in that formation. Um, especially with your your wide players, they don't always have to. Depending on your tactics, they don't always have to be an out and out winger. You can play like like someone like Henri, who is like a wide forward, or you can throw out someone like you know Bernardo Silva, who's like a creative midfielder, but also has like a really high work rate, who's gonna like pull back. There, there's a lot of different options, and then with that three in the midfield, depending on who you're playing, I mean, you could have like someone who's maybe more like a like an eight like a box-to-box midfielder who has some defensive abilities but is not necessarily you know a straight out and out holding midfielder if you're playing weaker opposition or you can just you can just park back there and just like i'm gonna sit right in front of the the back four here um i also really like uh i enjoy myself solid four four two you know basic boy yeah (laughs) you can you can do some some fun stuff with that too like the two up top don't always have to be strikers in a similar position you can have one kind of like a cam almost pull right behind you can play a winger who's just gonna like yo i'm gonna go wherever i want because i have this solid like base behind me 
sure. forward. Sure. I I would say I really enjoy the and it, it gets confused as a four four two a lot, but it's really more of a a four five one um, where the like kind of like what you're suggesting that second or that fifth is a false nine that really can just be kind of wherever they need to be on the on the field. So it's that free flowing. Um, you know, still attacking minded players, central forward, but like suddenly they just want to overload on a wing, right? And they want to concentrate. Um, and it just, I, I really like when you get out of shapes when it comes to attack, because I think that's how you disrupt a defense. Um, and I also like when wide play is happening. I, I, I feel like when clubs play tight, they either have to have amazing talent to move the ball centrally through the middle. Um, and I don't think we'll, I don't, think we'll see that in a usl level of play i could be wrong i i, I haven't seen it yet um but like having those players that are just kind of like sitting on the wings waiting and then it just stretches the defense to go in and compensate for how the shift in 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 ball movement and formation has happened and then again you have that fifth that fifth player in that midline playing up somewhere loose as a as a false nine or like a free-flowing attacker of any kind and then they just suddenly they're in a spot that they're not supposed to be and to me that has always been like one of the most exciting ways to play because uh, it just gives you options and it keeps your defensive core pretty much intact too because that in that four five one one player can play defensively or they can go on like those pulley systems where you see like one of the midfielders go up one kind of stays back um, and it, it doesn't it doesn't put you at risk and and again I I just I think that that's one of my favorite ways to watch soccer. But I agree with you. I think the other most exciting way really still is that 4-3-3 system today if you have the right players and you have the right kind of talent. I will tell you also the one system I hate is I hate three-back lines that use like wing-backs that run up and down the field. So it's, it's technically like a five-back line with attack slash defense. Um, I, I don't like those styles at all. I don't like three or five-back lines because you put so much work into your wing-backs that it's... It's insane, and the reason I say that is Coach Cano was a was a wingback, so <laughs> he I mean he played a lot of different like he played a lot of different roles like on wide, the wing, wide positions, and so I'll be curious to see what he wants to do. I haven't looked at Birmingham Legion's history, and I don't know. I, I probably we should probably dive into that as we start doing our homework, um, because again, it might not have been his formation, but he had to get accustomed to it, and if it produced results, he may be really comfortable in doing that now. So. It'll be really interesting to see. But but Steve, again, what a what a great question. And again, thanks for the kind words. Yeah, thanks, Steve. All right. Well, hey, it has been a blast getting to sit down and talk soccer and you know, not get paid minimum wage for it. Um if someone <laughs> wants to pay us minimum feel wage. Free. Yeah, feel free. Like and and I should say, we have speaking of, if I can ask the listeners for anything, if you don't want to pay us, even though you can. You can pay us through buying some of our merch. So we have a couple of hats out, which we've released on social media. I think the Anchors Up hat is fire, if I do say so myself. Um, we've got a lot of positive uh, feedback on that one. But we also have a dad hat out there if for, for people who like dad hats. Um, and then we also have a donate button uh, on the, the website itself. If you feel like you don't want to buy something, but you want to throw like a dollar our way. Um, and anyone that donates will always call out on the on the socials and on the podcast for you know thanking if you've done any kind of contribution in terms of just donations itself. But really, if I could ask listeners for anything, it's uh, just help us you know spread the word on the podcast itself. Um, much like that listener at the beginning who said he'd listen to the episodes, 
rating us, uh, especially on Apple, to get us higher up in the standings to hit certain search engine optimization requirements, uh, giving us ratings, giving us feedback. Five stars on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever you've got to do to make that happen. Um, we appreciate the love and support. We don't do this for the money. Uh, we do this so that you know we can continue to grow soccer in the state of Rhode Island for both the club and just all of the fans out there that uh, love the beautiful game. So on that note, I don't want to sound too, like, you know, for just 36 cents Give a day. Give me money. <laughs> <laughs> but we really do appreciate your support and your fandom. And if there's anything that we can do to make this podcast better, uh, your contributions in terms of your time and effort are always greatly appreciated. So feedback is always welcome. But having said that, buddy, I think uh, I think it's time to uh, where, where, where can they find us? Time to put a rib on it, wrap it up. You know, All right, it. guys, you can find us over at Twitter or X. I don't really know at RAFC Podcast, Threads at RAFC Podcast, Instagram at Raising Anchor, and our website RaisingAnchorPodcast.com. Amen. Anchors up. Anchors up. Catch you next time.